When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. Sports Podcast presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. You guys know what to do. Hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five-star review. And while you're at it, if you're in the chat, say hi, say what's up. We love to include you in the show. It's your girls. It's Michaela Perkins, and it's Cheerson Susel. Cheers. Happy Friday. Hey, girl. Happy Friday. How is it going? How was your week? Honestly, I had the best time. Thank you for asking. You're welcome. I had the best time last night out at Four Peaks. Oh, yeah? What happened? Yes. What'd you do? You missed out, my friend. <laughs> yes. Lindsay is screaming offside of the camera because we had the best time. Uh, so they have this haunted tour. Okay. And basically, they have like a little setup. But I don't know if you guys knew this. Four Peaks is actually haunted. <laughs> Seriously. And so it's like this kind of like haunted house type experience, except the stories that they tell and the environment that you're in is actually haunted and they're real ghost stories. And it was freaky as heck, but it was mm-hmm. so fun. So no, ma'am. I said this on my Instagram last night, like it wasn't paid or anything. I was just like, I had such a good time. Like I need to tell everybody if you're looking for some sort of like haunted experience this fall uh, or Halloween season, check out Four Peaks Brewery. The best experience I've ever had in terms of like anything haunted. Question. I don't believe in ghosts. I don't. I I need a ghost. I I need a ghost experience to get me to believe in ghosts. Is this, would this be an effective test for me? Yes. So go talk to the guy that runs it and he will tell you, all the stories and his personal accounts too. Like I talked to him afterwards and was like, dude, like, is this stuff real? And he was like, this is my personal experience. This is my personal experience. Like I have to go break down. Like I'm actually like afraid to go back there by myself. This sounds horrible. Yeah. This is why I didn't go. I'm terrified of things like this. I don't like ghost stories. I don't like ghosts. Like I don't want that negative energy anywhere in my space. Like well, what if those demons good, away from me? Ghosts. I, can there be good ghosts? I don't know. I don't think so. But I'm glad you had fun, Tirson. I was safely tucked in my bed at 8 p.m. because that is more my speed. Um, scary ghost stories, I need, not my speed. I need to make sure that I have Carter. I'm so sorry. Carter's the one that runs it. I needed to make sure that I got his name out there. Carter was fantastic. Go check it out. And yes, Sean, talk to Carter. He will convince you that it's real. Yeah, not my speed. What is my speed, however, is furniture. <laughs> I love furniture. 
Ghost, ghost too much, but laying in a nice comfy bed, turn me up. Yes, I was tucked in my bed at 8 p.m. tonight, and I'm moving at the end of this month, which I'm so excited about, but I'm getting all new furniture, and I'm going to get it for more furniture, who also happens to be our sponsor, who gave us these beautiful chairs and our lovely new studio. So if you're also looking for new furniture like I am, check out morefurniture.com. They're having a fall sale right now, and I'm about to load up on my beautiful new apartment furniture. I am stoked, but thank you to more as always for supplying us with our beautiful office and studio furniture and they have great deals so nothing scary or spooky all right about the no 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 those deals Kirsten, those deals are scary good oh, oh there you my go. god all deals right are scary good oh that was even better great job sean holy cow all right that was a lot um a lot of that made me want to say say what and that is our first segment of today Oh my gosh, Kirsten. There was so much that happened in the sports landscape in Arizona this past week that truly had my jaw on the floor and had me saying, say what? Um, We went from one week of that right into another week of it. Like, we can't have nice things in Arizona. We all know this, but I just am bamboozled. I am confused. I am beside myself. I... (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what to make of this situation. Um, I'm sure you all know by now what's going on with DeAndre Ayton, but just in case you live under a rock and you missed it, um, Suns training camp started this past week. And during media day on Monday, DeAndre Ayton spoke to the media for the first time since he got that four-year, $133 million contract. And um, you would think, Cheerston, that if you just got $133 million, you would be stoked, right? Like, so excited. You would be, unless the way it happened is the way it happened with DeAndre. Okay, but I don't know about you, but money talks. Like, if you give me $133 million, I'm going to be happy till the day I die. You know what what sometimes (laughs) is bigger than money? Ego. Well, there might be some egos at play because the media asked DeAndre Ayton if he was happy to be here. And, well... (laughs) That's it. That gives That's me it. that gives me the same vibes of when you approach me with that dang mini mic. That's how I respond. That's what it reminds me of. Um yeah. So I don't know about you, Tierson, but that did not sound like happiness. Um, I don't know what that was, but it wasn't a happy go lucky DeAndre Ayton that we're normally used to. And I feel like it just like set training camp in a weird mood like it got training camp off to like a weird start no what got training camp off to a weird start okay, is the fact okay. that the robert right. sarver situation yeah. happened and now he's selling the team and everyone talked about it for the first time and then the deandre aiden stuff just added on top of it okay that's fair there has been a very big dark cloud hanging over this organization for quite some time now and of course obviously the robert sarver stuff just put an entire sour note around anything Suns related. Um, And then we get to training camp and we finally have a resolution about the Robert Sarver thing. We all know that he's planning to sell the team and we're thinking, okay, maybe now things could be okay. And then DeAndre Ayton comes out and with the most monotone press conference, I think I've ever seen in the history of media. um, He just did not look happy to be there. Cheerson. Um, I don't really know what to make of that. I mean, I don't want to read too much into someone's tone or how they answer questions, but it's hard not That's to not like. That's not DA though. 
That's not the DA that yeah. like, I mean, here's the thing. Clearly, we know that he has not or had not at that point spoken to Monty Williams. So, you know, that goes back to the way that their season ended last year and Monty and DA getting into a verbal argument during that game. So his issues go back probably even before that. But like, mm-hmm. let's just say the beginning of it was that uh, little riff that was caught on camera and talked about all offseason long. So he has not talked to Monty ever since then. He obviously didn't get the contract he wanted last year. Mm-hmm. It got dragged into the summer. Pacers, uh, you know, got involved, and then the Suns eventually matched that offer. But they were able to, with the way that it all played out, without getting into it, they were able to essentially cut themselves a little bit of a deal mm-hmm. by going that route. And so, Da, you know maybe didn't know where he stood with the organization for many different reasons. And when I say ego, I'm not like, I think that has like a very negative connotation to it. Like, Mm. Oh, it's just your ego talking or whatever. But I say it in a sense of like, you know, guys want to be wanted. We know that by the Jay Crowder situation, which I think we're going to talk about in a little bit. Guys want to be, feel respected and wanted and respected by like, you know, like, show me that you want me to be here. And then I mean something to the team, a.k.a. put your money where your mouth is um, or show me respect in, uh, you know, in having conversations that are going to be difficult. Um, and so obviously it seems like he feels some type of way about the way that he was treated. Yeah. And so whether or not he got, you know, X amount of money or not or whatever the case is, um, uh, relationally Things were broken, right? That's what it seems like. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think you hit the nail on the head. You talked a little bit about tough conversations that were needed to be had, but it doesn't seem like any conversations were had. Um, Then following up on Tuesday when he spoke to the media, DeAndre Ayton let us all in on a little secret about his relationship with Monty Williams. How have you and Monty kind of been able to move I haven't spoken to Monty. No, I haven't spoken to him at all. Ever since the game. So, not, not even, not even, no. Open that change you very good. So, I'm here. Are you happy to be here, DA? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm in between those lines now, I just work. You know, I'm not playing for myself. You know, I have an organization across my chest, and any of them my back, I have to represent. I'm just here to work. If you could talk to me, what would you want to talk to me about? What would you want to tell him? Huh? If you could talk to Monty, what would you want to talk to him about? What would you want to tell him? I can show him better than I can tell him. What do you say at the holy, end? I can show him better than I can tell him? Yeah. Uh, holy yikes. Dang. Um, basically, DeAndre let us all know that he hasn't spoken to his head coach since the Game 7 fiasco against the Dallas Mavericks last year, or last season, I guess, not last year, last season. Um, I'm worried, Kirsten. That is not good. That is very bad. Um, there should have been some conversations had between those two way before the start of training camp in this new season. And I'm fine putting some of most of that blame on Monty Williams' shoulders. Like, obviously, things were not well between those two during that game. There was some lip reading happening. Monty was accusing DeAndre of giving up on the team. Obviously, DeAndre sat for the rest of the game after a certain point. So there was definitely some not good things happening. And the fact that they went this entire offseason without talking while also knowing that DeAndre Ayton is unhappy with his contract situation 
he, there's still a chance that he could come back to this team. All the trade rumors with Kevin Durant were swirling. Like all of this stuff has been piling up on it, uh, up on itself. And that's probably why DeAndre was so like lackluster on Monday. But then on Tuesday to find out that he hasn't spoken to Monty, I'm sorry, that is a huge red flag. And there should have been so many conversations that happened between those two in between now and then. And Monty did speak to the media and he said that he hasn't spoken to a lot of the guys. And when he was asked if the situation could become problematic between him and Aiden, he said not at all. So Monty doesn't really think that there's an issue, but I do, Cheerson. I don't think that's acceptable. So if DeAndre thinks that there's an issue, it doesn't, then there's an issue. Yeah. And he clearly does. So it might not be anything for Monty. Maybe he came into it like genu- like genuinely thinking like, oh, well, maybe we like patch things up that night or like whatever. Oh, it's not a big deal. It was just like a little riff on the core and those things happen. I mean, that's not uncommon to happen, right? Yeah. So maybe he, maybe in his own mind, he genuinely felt like, oh, it was no big deal. Um, but A, you would probably want to make sure that's true. And B, if DeAndre thinks it's a big deal, then it is. Obviously, yeah. it takes two people in this situation. I definitely think that Monty should have at minimum reached out to DeAndre, even if it was just, hey, congrats on the contract. I'm looking forward to, you know, having you for, you know, another season or two or yeah. two, whatever the case till January, like whatever it was. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I'm looking forward to getting the opportunity to, you know, to coach you uh, some more or something like that. Like even even something like that where you're not really addressing like, hey, let's sit down and talk about this thing that happened between us and, you know, the, the way that the season ended. Like you could still just kind of, extend what is that like an olive branch I don't even know if I'm using that of just being like hey congratulations and at least you know that like okay well maybe things are like okay with us like I appreciate you reaching out to me in that way um I get where he's saying like you know I gave a lot of the guys a break well you did you know you talked to Devin Booker you talked you know you did yep. talk to some guys mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think this one is definitely on Monty this is maybe a little bit of a hot take but I do feel like DeAndre is maybe being a little immature about it as well and creating this situation over dramatizing a situation in his head. Like, listen, no, there isn't a single person on that team, including your head coach, that doesn't want you there. Yeah. Like you can have disagreements. And you know what? If he did give up on that team at the end of the season and in that last game, then like that's on you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So like at some point you just have to be like, okay, I got my contract. I got my money. It's a new season in order for me to put my best step forward and, and for the team as well. Like I need to let this go. Yeah. He needs to figure that out sooner rather than later as well. Because yeah. at this point, and I know uh, Chris mentioned that Gerald wrote an article on gophnx.com that kind of went through this. Like it's not too late to patch things up with, with DeAndre. And this was something that is like kind of like a self-inflicting wound that they should get out in front of and that they can uh, turn around. But <sighs> Yeah. It needs to go both ways. DeAndre needs to have a more mature approach to this. And Monty Williams, without a doubt, needs to address the situation. Apologies, like whatever, or like just come to some sort of agreement for the better of everybody involved and just move forward. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think it takes two to tango. And I think most of the responsibility of this fractured relationship relies on Monty's shoulders because he is the head coach. He is the leader of this organization and it is his responsibility to bridge that gap between him and his player. But I also think too that, you know, 
DA has a responsibility to be realistic about the situation that he's in, which he was. He, I can't commend him enough for how he carried himself this entire past season when the rookie Mac contact contract extension deadline passed and he didn't get the extension he was hoping for. And he put up and shut up and he didn't really make a big stink out of it. He went out there and he played. Obviously, some tensions boiled over in game seven, which we saw come to fruition on the court. But I still think he did a great job of conducting himself in a professional manner, despite how he might have felt about not getting that rookie max contract extension. And so now that we're at this point, he got paid, he got money. It might not have been as much as he wanted, but he got it. Um, I think too, like now DeAndre needs to keep up that professional attitude that he had all last season, which is obviously easier said than done when you're a professional athlete. But I think they need to put this to bed. Like they need to sit in a room and hash it out or whatever it takes, but they need to get on the same page for the betterment of this organization. Because if this organization is going to win a championship, like we all expect them to this year, they need to be on the same page. This team cannot be successful if there are deep fissures within the organization between the head coach and the players. So whatever needs to be done, whatever ego needs to be swallowed, whatever pride needs to be swallowed, it needs to happen so that the Suns can have a successful year. And um, I did want to ask you a, a question, Tirson, before we move on to the Jay Crowder situation. Okay. Um, David Bailey in the comments brought up something and he said, I think the management and coaching staff know that Aiton is not going to be here long term. It makes more sense when it's viewed through that lens. No, no. What do you think about that? Here's the thing. If what I know about Monty Williams and what I know about James Jones First off, let me just put that aside. It's bad business practice. Yeah. Mac, like, I don't care if I sat there and was like, well, you know, I know that you're not going to be here that long, so I'm going to treat you a certain type of way. Like, that is bad business practice, and that is a business of relationships, right? Like, mm-hmm. like sports teams are a business of relationships. We can see how just even a lack of communication or an idea of disrespect, how, like, deep of a seed can be planted, yep. and that can destroy a lot of things. So yes. the, there is no part of me that thinks that that is how they are thinking. I also think higher of Monty Williams and James Jones as human beings. And yeah. sure, we all fall short. And I would, I totally am here to say that I think Monty fell short uh, by not reaching out to DeAndre Aiden. I do believe that. So like everybody who thinks that I'm like blaming this on DA or whatever, I'm just saying there is a little bit of blame to be had on DA's part uh, as well. And if it continue, like if, if it's nipped, you know, in camp and by the time the season starts, they mend their relationship, whatever, he forgets about it. Like, I'm just saying if that's not the case, like he does, he does have a part in all of this. Okay. That's all I'm saying. But, um, you know, Monty fell short for sure in terms of leadership, but he would, he would absolutely not be like, yeah, this guy's not going to be here. Who, who knows? Who the heck knows? What if DeAndre Ayton <laughs> is, goes out there and he is like insanely good yeah. and, so you're just going to trade him regardless? Yeah. Absolutely not. They're not approaching it like that. Like, Mm-mm. no way. Yeah. Um, getting a temperature check by some of you guys in the comments. Thank you all again so much for watching and for commenting. We love to include you in the show. David Bailey did come back and say it would be funny if this was all because his baby kept him up at night and that's why he was grumpy. Don't think that's what's going on, but yes, that would be funny. Could, I think the baby's a little older now, right? Um, I don't know. I'm not sure how old DA's baby is. Um... 
the I don't know how to FR3 a mind free mind free mind. There we go. Um, hopefully DA takes his aggression out on the court and on the rim. No more soft play. Um, someone said from the footage at practice, DA and the team are not having any issues. This is all speculation by us. That's fair. I mean, we are allowed to speculate. No, but nobody ever said that like they're they having, are having issues. issues. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's just there's obviously some stuff that needs to be talked out. And it would be to everybody's best interest if they just talk it out and move on from it. Yeah. Daniel saying free agents would see that as not would see that meaning like the front office treating players that way and then would not want to come here. So they don't he doesn't see that being the case at all. Mm-hmm. I agree. You have to be very careful with how you conduct your business in this type of industry. Um, Monty Williams has been saying the wrong thing. Some guys um, some guys don't need it. He said it. So, yeah, I mean, reassurance is definitely something that Monty needs to um, give his players. Somebody else said that, you know, D.A. is a 24 year old. The other is the coach It's in his job description to talk to players. I totally agree. That's what I said earlier. Like a lot of this rests on Monty's shoulders. Like Monty is the head coach. He is the leader of this team. It is on him to mend these bridges. So I am a thousand percent on the same page as you are. Um, one bridge that can't be mended, it looks like. Well, they, yeah, this one is. Um, is this one done. is way beyond Over. repair. Uh, Jay Crowder is not happy, and he made his unhappiness very apparent all over social media. Um, he took to Twitter. And he tweeted some words in all caps, uh, which is his normal style. I don't know why he does that. I don't either. Um, But he tweeted out, one must seek work where he is wanted, where he is needed. I am thankful for what these past two years have taught me. Now I must take on another challenge with continued hard work and dedication. For those of you who closed the door on me, thank you. 99 back soon. You should have been yelling that, I feel like. I feel like whenever I read something like this, I feel like he's screaming the whole thing. Yeah. Um, One must seek work for what is wanted. (laughs) Just screaming the whole time. Yeah, he's just on the top of like the top of Footprint Center, just screaming it to no one in particular. Yeah. Um, So this tweet, uh, we actually kind of did like a little detective work and we found out that this tweet came... 40 minutes after the media was notified via email that Jay and the sons mutually agreed he would not be participating in training camp. Um, Obviously, this is a reaction to that news. Tiersten, geez, oh, man, this is not good for the sons also. Yeah, I mean, unless they're able to get a good piece in return for him. Um, But I hate to see that because I remember talking to Jay Crowder's dad during the NBA finals two years ago. And he was telling me the story of how Jay ended up in Phoenix. Yeah. And it was basically that Chris Paul and Devin Booker were talking amongst themselves and they felt like there was just like one ingredient that was missing and the type of like, you know, like kind of like enforcer that Jay Crowder is, um, you know, just a, a rough defender, very physical guy, um, got a chip on his shoulder and attitude like there was and they felt that that was Jay. And so basically they called him up and said, hey, we want you in Phoenix. And so to have like, I don't know if something also happened between his teammates, but I know that like Chris and Devin Booker and, you know, the rest of his teammates, like they wanted him in Phoenix and he was a big part of getting them to the finals, Mm -hmm. you know, two years ago. So I would think like, you know, I would want to also be where I had good relationships with my teammates. Yeah. And he still had a year left in his contract. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I, I I, think there's speculation that he wanted an extension and this and that and like whatever. But I would think that like, like the dynamic of this team and, you know, having two teammates with that are like not even just like NBA players and like good guys on the team, but like 
big time NBA like names, like them wanting you here on a team, unless that went to crap too. Like, I think that should mean something to you beyond what, you know, the front office is willing to give you in terms of a contract extension. So I don't know where things went south and how they got to this point, but Jay's been, uh, you know, frustrated all off season. It looked like, cause this is not the first social media post he's had. No, he's tweeted and deleted a couple times this off season. Um, Unfortunately for Jay, the internet is forever and so are screenshots. So we all have been aware of how unhappy he's been this entire offseason. And I think if I were to make an educated guess about why that unhappiness exists is obviously because he did want a contract extension and he was not getting it. Um, You already mentioned that he only has a year left on the deal currently that he's playing on the sun with the Suns. So I'm assuming that all of this is just stemming from the fact that he is very upset that there wasn't an extension agreed upon in this offseason. Obviously, I don't know for sure. So don't come at me. But if I had to make an educated guess, that's what I would say. Because when there's these types of like, when there's this much displeasure, this unhappiness in an organization, what am I trying to say? No, displeasure. I think you got it. Yeah. When there's that much displeasure on a player's behalf, it like 99% of the time has to do with money. Like that's at the core of like a lot of what these issues are. So unfortunately, obviously the extension wasn't agreed upon. And now the Suns are probably definitely going to be trading Jay. Um, can, I, can I respond to some of these comments? Yeah. So uh, what is this? Deet, Det, I, well, I don't know what that is. I think it's Ted Lubin. Um, it's just that the names are backwards. Oh, thank, thank you, you producer Sean. Sean. What, I'm, what I'm here for. Um, the Crowder thing is just business. He's 32 and losing his starting spot. He wanted a contract extension like PJ Tucker just got. Okay, I understand I understand like, you know, wanting to get your bag. I totally understand that. But yeah. you you there's a way to go about it and there's a way to not go about it. And I think for, you know, his situation, like it just looks bad on him. And I hate to see that cuz I've always really really liked Jay Crowder. Yeah. Um I guess it's just like it, in line with his personality, like the FJ Crowder stuff. And he's just like, oh, he's great not pers- afraid of <laughs> any sort of confrontation or hate or whatever. And it goes along with that. But I, I, I genuinely like him. And I just, I hated to see it get to this point with the posts and this and that and whatever. Yeah. Um. So that, that's one like aspect of it but all. But what's one more PR nightmare in the midst of yeah. all of them that we've had this off season? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, good Lord, the another- Suns can't catch a break. A good thing, though, that is coming from this, and somebody in the chat mentioned. Yes, um, I was just going to say that. Johnson. Ooh, what was that? That was like a demon. Are in you my okay? Throat. <laughs> I think so. You Sorry, sure you everybody. Go to four Peaks and get possessed by one of the ghosts or something. Yeah. I think the Four Peaks ghosts are haunting oh me. My oh, goodness sorry. Gracious. Yeah, I don't <laughs> know who mentioned um, that they think that Cam Johnson's going to get more playing time because of this. Yeah, but he will. He's been named a starter. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I like that's great. We love the twins. Want to see more of the twins. And Cam Johnson's a fantastic player. So at least they have the pieces still. It's not like because of Jay Crowder, because of his absence, like they have these gaping holes. And to be honest with you, it might have been trending in that way anyway. Yeah, it looks like it was. Yeah. I mean, this is Cam Johnson's fourth year in the league. He's heading into a season after being um, a finalist for sixth man of the year. Like the Suns have put and invested a lot of time into Cam. So this is Cam's time. Like Cam, they need, the Suns need Cam to come in there and kick that door down and show up and be that player that they thought he was when they drafted him, which not saying that he hasn't. Like he has shown so much 
good, positive things. And he has only trended up since the Suns drafted him. But I'm kind like, I don't want to like, like dance on Jay Crowder's grave, but like, I'm really excited to see more of Cam Johnson this season. And if that's a byproduct of Jay Crowder throwing a fit and demanding to be traded, like, I guess it's a necessary evil because I really, really, really have a lot of faith and hope in Cam Johnson. And I will never be unhappy about more Cam Johnson minutes. Yeah, I agree. I want to get into some Cardinals talk as well, which is the, you could say all of Sunday was a big say what for the Cardinals. Um, this whole week has just been a big say what. Yeah. And I said, say what? When you called me up and said you had tickets to the game on Sunday. Yeah, I was so thrilled about it. But like I was basically taking a nap when you called. <laughs> no, it's like, Jason, so I was like, let's go to the game. Wake up. Oh, oh, what? Uh, how much time do I have? And I didn't know. I've never been to a game as a fan. This was my first game uh, ever NFL game. At, well, sorry. First game at State Farm Stadium yes. as a fan. And so I was Mine like, too. I don't know. I don't know what to do with parking though, but I don't want to get caught in like this big mess and I don't have cash. I don't really, I don't have time to run to the bank right now. Like, I don't know if they accept card. Like I don't, I didn't know what the situation was. So I was like, you know what? Does the game time app have parking passes as well? And sure as heck enough they do. And so I hopped on there like in, you know, a second using but, the link in yeah, the show notes, using the link in the show notes, um and in like two seconds found a parking spot and uh this is just a pro tip for you guys if you go to cardinals games the easiest thing for me was to park over at like the west gate and like parking areas instead of directly around state farm stadium because i got in and out a lot quicker so that's just like a personal side note but anyway i like picked the lot michaela was already over at west gate so i was like okay i'm gonna pick one closer to you it was like 20 bucks Bought it, showed the showed the app when I got there, and it was the easiest experience ever. So we talk a lot about the game time app and using it to get like last minute just tickets to games, up to sixty percent off uh, concerts. Yeah, up to sixty percent off. But if you ever need like a parking pass to a game as well, um, game time app is where it's at. You have make sure you use the link in our description to get those tickets, those game tickets, those concert tickets, the parking passes. You have to use the link in our show notes in order for um, us to get that support. So whatever you need, you need Cardinals tickets, you need ASU hockey tickets, you need ASU football tickets, you need Suns tickets. The Game Time app has you covered. But just remember to click that link in our show notes to get those tickets and you'll be doing us a great deal of help. And you can find tickets up to 60% off. So it is a great great option for all you procrastinators out there just like me it's also in the comments right now so you can copy that link there you go go get your tickets um easy so exciting um was definitely me that did it not david (laughs) what's not exciting is the start to the cardinal season um good lord almighty um the cardinals are one and two they lost to the chiefs and to the rams last week after only scoring three field goals that entire game Uh, The offense was MIA. The secondary was exposed, as it has been all season. The injuries are rampant on that roster. And it just doesn't look like things are going very well for the Cardinals. But thankfully, our QB1 seems to see a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, I mean, you have to. You got to. You got to stay. Like I said, um, no, it's just a little bit of adversity, you know, that, that's never hurt anybody. You know, I think everybody in this room has felt adversity. Everybody in the locker room has felt adversity. Um, otherwise, we probably wouldn't be where we are. So uh, I'm not too much phased by it at all. I know the guys aren't. Obviously, it feels ugly right now to, to, to feel the feeling of losing and stuff like that. But, 
you know, we definitely, we definitely see a light in the tunnel and continue to work hard and get better. Um, uh, uh, I guess you that's have to. Good. You have to look at it that way. Yeah, you absolutely have to. If he said anything other than that, I would be like, "What the heck?" So there's no like good way to respond to any of this other than like, <sighs> "Yeah, like we faced adversity. I think we're going to be better for it. We're going to get it together. I know we, you know, we're going to get it together sooner rather than later." Or like, what else are you possibly going to say? Oh man this sucks we suck like you're not gonna say that like <laughs> who are you impersonating i don't know who was that oh man <laughs> oh shucks um shucks. yeah there's that that is the only response you can have i don't think kyler would get up there and pull a deandre Ayton and just be like yeah we suck i don't know what else you want me to tell you um so I, I mean, I'm happy that at least he sees a light at the end of the tunnel, I guess. That means they're keeping their spirits relatively positive. I mean, I don't really know how you can have the best spirits when you've been outscored 31 to zero in the first two quarters in the past three weeks. But if Kyler Murray sees a light at the end of the tunnel, then I guess I can convince myself to see a light at the end of the tunnel too. I mean, I guess I can buy into the logic that it's better to face adversity now in this part of the season than in the last part of the season, like the Cardinals are historically known for. So if we have to go through this now to avoid a giant collapse at the last half of the season, then by all means, like, let's go through adversity now so that we can have our shit together come (laughs) the last half of the season. I mean, I don't know, Tristan. Like, I guess that's the logic that we have to go with, right? Yeah, I mean, mean, like, I think that in years past... The Cardinals have shown an issue. I'm thinking of like maybe like the Lions lost towards the end of the season last year of just like, man, like it, you have to show up for games. And yeah. I know this was, you know, I'm talking about like a game or games from the past or whatever. This is a new season, but it kind of reminds me the way that they've had such slow starts to this season of like, we've seen this before. Like, what does it take to motivate? Like, if you're not motivated, then what are you doing? Yeah. Like, what are you possibly doing? So that's the frustrating part. It's like, it's becomes more of like a mental thing and like a, I don't know, like a determination or what, like whatever the case is, like it, it goes beyond just like personnel and they are like, you know, light at the end of the tunnel could be DeAndre Hopkins return here in a few weeks or what, or something like that. But if you even have the right personnel, let's just say you do. And let's just say all these injuries that they're dealing with, it doesn't really affect them. And it's not a personnel issue. Well, what the heck is it going to take to, to make you guys wake up and show up for game day when the kickoff it, you know begins so yeah. <coughs> fire the coach <coughs> yeah i mean that, I get, yeah that's sure, the narrative right now that. people are calling for cliff's job as well as steve kimes job mm-hmm. uh, yeah i mean it is largely on cliff's shoulders to not only prepare the guys in terms of a game plan but to motivate them to want to go out there although they're also grown grown ass men like i'll i'll just never understand never understand like how teams can go out there unmotivated and you know it just it's unfortunate that this is something that we're also dealing with with these slow starts you haven't scored a dang touchdown or point in the first half of a game this year I mean like what are you guys doing I will say I feel like it's similar to the ASU situation where like it might not necessarily be that they're not motivated but like if you don't have any belief in the system and Mm -hmm. like what the coach is doing which I think was the problem with ASU and Arm Edwards like it's going to be hard to like fully believe in what you're trying to do and if you don't believe in what you're going to try to do it's hard to like 
yeah. really fake the motivation that you would have had otherwise if, if you had full faith case, in what's happening. Like it must be way worse. Way than worse we, than anyone yeah, knows. Yeah, even, for yeah. sure. Um, well, it might be another week before we see the light at the end of the tunnel because the Cardinals are taking on the Panthers on Sunday. And it's supposed to be rainy as It's heck. supposed to be rainy. It'll be interesting. Uh, but the injury report came out today, and it is longer than my grocery list. Hollywood, Zayvon Collins, Rodney Hudson, Rondell Moore, Matt Prater, J.J. Watt are all listed as questionable. A.J. Green, Rashad Lawrence, and Zeke Turner are all listed as out. Um, they have lost six straight games to the Panthers, so the Panthers have the Cardinals number, and I am sure they are aware of that. So it will probably be a little bit, maybe. I mean, maybe the Cardinals can uh, pull out some magic and beat the Panthers for the first time in six games. <laughs> but it's going to be an uphill battle, uh, especially now that we have the injury report and it doesn't look like it's going to be a fair fight, for lack of a better term. Well, Cherson, what are you expecting out of this matchup? I think with the a Panthers? lot of the guys that are listed as questionable, there's a good chance so they'll they play. play. Yeah. Um, but. Like, either way, what I was saying about this situation is just, like, if you take a look at, like, who's on these reports and dealing with injuries already at this point in the season, like, Rondale Moore hasn't played a game. J.J. Watt, he's experiencing another injury. Color and, me shocked. you know, and then the rest of the, you know, even Zayvon Call, like, what are you going to do without Zayvon? Like, these these are the guys, though, that you just hate to show up on an, on an injury any report. Yeah. Like, it's Hollywood, oh, my God. We can't yeah. afford to lose another receiver. We genuinely can't. Right. We don't exactly. have anybody else to throw it to. <laughs> yeah. And so so I just look at this and I'm like, uh, okay. And then like, you know, even like, you know, Rodney Hudson, obviously he's your center, so you kinda need the guy and like kinda. didn't just, he's kind of a necessarily do a well without him <laughs> when you didn't have him, you know, in the past. And so anyway, um, yeah, you just hate to see it. And um, we have to break the curse, though. That's all I want. I just want to beat the Panthers. Like if we lose for the next two weeks after that, fine. Like just please, please beat the Panthers. I'm so tired of losing to the Panthers. Like this curse is ridiculous. Like six straight losses. What are we doing? <laughs> well, it's just like an East Coast thing, right? Like they just they've had like this cursed of curse of like playing on the East Coast um, in general. But yeah, the Panthers don't let listen. Matt Rule cannot haunt this team, okay? Like we're, <laughs> we we're not refuse. Gonna, yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, well, the DraftKings uh, does already have the lines out for this game. The cards are one point underdogs against the Panthers, so it's actually a lot closer than I maybe anticipated it would be. Cheerson. Um, yeah, I was not listening to what you just said just now. Um, <laughs> also, the, the Cardinals are one point underdogs in the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Yeah. What about it? I like. I think that's. Do you think that's fair? I, I think that's. I mean. They do not historically play well in East Coast games. They're missing some pieces. They've lost six straight to Carolina. Um, I guess something to throw in there, even though it was with a different team. Um, Kyler's always beaten Baker. Okay, so, so could, there's a, there's hope. The, you could throw that in there. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, it's just like a one one point like one point favorite, one point underdog. I mean, does that? I, that's pretty much a a close game, and I would yeah. think that this is going to be a close game. Also, considering the elements that everyone's going to have to endure. So yeah, absolutely. Well, if you want to get in on this action and bet on this game, new customers can bet just 
$5 on any NFL team to win, and you'll get $200 in free bets if they do. If that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. Right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100% with payouts bigger than ever. Why bet on football anywhere else? You guys better be using that DraftKings Sportsbook app. Um, to make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped up same game parlays once per game all season long. It's simple. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PHNX. That's promo code PHNX on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See our show notes for details. Charles bringing up uh, it Haunted by Cam Newton. I'm back. <laughs> that no. was the most whack-ass Wha- thing that ever happened last year. Whack all of a sudden, yeah. he comes in. Yep. He's scoring touchdowns. They alternate quarterbacks. He's like this big... Uh, you know, surge of like energy and everyone's excited that he's back. And it was just like this wonky game plan that, you know, I, I just like that. That should haunt Cardinals yeah, fans absolutely. in and of itself. You know what else? <laughs> what else is whack ass? LaShawn McCoy's comments on Kyler Whoa, Murray. I'm not going to let you get away with that. LaShawn McCoy, a.k.a. Shady, Bill's That's legend. That's what I meant to say. Did I not say McCoy. that? You said LaShawn McCoy. Oh, LaShawn but McCoy. I just wanted to. Right, I just really brought it up to say that he's a Bill's legend. Of course he did. Um, like Von Miller. He said some whack-ass things about Kyler Murray on the I Am Athlete Tonight podcast, and I am beside myself. So before we get into this, I'm just going to let you guys hear what he had to say. Kyler Murray? <laughs> trash. Wow. I'm overhyped. Overrated. Like he put like a high school player. Runs around. <laughs> I, think, I think he's overhyped. Runs backwards. He does a circle, the ballerina circle, then goes left, goes right, turns all the way around again, then looks for a wide receiver. He's trash. That's not so how you Mahomes, play quarterback. So Mahomes can do He ain't Mahomes. And let me tell you about Mahomes real quick. Majority of Mahomes' passes are timing, right? Third step, hit, boom, balls out. Fifth step, boom, balls out. Now, sometimes he, he, he goes off script because we all can do that. So I, I, I'm running to the left sometimes. I'm running to the right sometimes. But then I might stop and cut back. I go off script. Not every pass. Every pass is holding the ball. Let's make a miracle. Just watch the guy. Every game he's played, watch him play. It's, it's really embarrassing, to be honest. Like, who's coaching this kid? Now, when they say, we want you to, we want to sign you a big contract for $100 million, but you got to watch certain film. Now that it makes sense, I see why. Because he ain't reading no coverages. When a, when a quarterback, look, to all you listeners out there, when a quarterback is running around like that all day, all night, all game, that's because he's not reading any coverages. Oh, <laughs> He just roasted him like to oblivion off the face of the planet. Oh roasted, gosh. Um, those are some strong words. Now, Lashawn McCoy does not shy away from speaking his mind, even if it's a little over the top. So that's just sort of his personality. But that was OTT to the max. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Here's the thing um, with Kyler. He's actually kind of like polarizing. Like the <sighs> narratives that surround him are e- are either like, oh, he's this, you know, like incredible talent and like the future. And I wouldn't want anyone else as my quarterback. And that's like that could be like one narrative. Mm-hmm. That's the, and then another narrative could be like. Uh, you know, stuff about his character. He can't make any reads. 
he, um, you know, like needs to study more. No wonder there's a study. There was a study clause in his contract at one point. Like, yeah, the, the narratives around him are so like polar opposite, but they exist. And like, I feel like the people who I feel like there's nobody that's like, mom, he's an okay quarterback. Like he's good. You know, you know, like not, not the best, but he's good. I feel like it's like, you either think he's like the best quarterback or you think he's trash. Like Sean McCoy called him. That's like really unfortunate that he, is like has those narratives listen i don't want to say i told you so but i'm gonna say i told you so when this off-season drama all went down with kyler deleting his instagram pictures with the contract extension with um like the study clause like all of this when when all this happened we both sat here on this podcast and said kyler murray has to come out of the gate looking like a quarterback who earned every dollar of that contract extension or this narrative which we're we're hearing right now is exactly what was going to happen because of the major stink that happened before the contract extension and after the contract extension happened and if kyler didn't put up or shut up everyone in their mama and their grandmama out there was going to be calling kyler murray a fraud and that's what's happening like I don't want to put all of this on Kyler Murray's shoulders because this is not all of his fault. Like there have been injuries. There have been suspensions. There have been players that were supposed to be something and haven't been something. And Isaiah, like the, the Isaiah Simmons, Simmons game Yes, too, gameplay yeah. calling, like whatever. There's been so many things that have led to this happening. But at the end of the day, Kyler Murray has not looked like the quarterback that earned this extension in the offseason. And now this narrative is what is a result of that. They haven't scored in this first two quarters of a football game in the last three weeks like I'm sorry but that's not a quarterback that has like done anything to make me feel like this contract extension was well deserved like all the other outside factors aside I'm just I'm sorry but I knew this was gonna happen and I think this is a result of like all the craziness that happened before the season started I'm not surprised at the end of the day doesn't really matter what anyone else says but I just thought it was interesting like if it was just you know, just another talking head on a podcast, I wouldn't have thought that the comment was significant. But this is a comment or a a podcast that's hosted by, you know, professional athletes, obviously, you know, LaShawn McCoy, a a former pro bowler, and Brandon Marshall's on that podcast as well. And I forget the others. But these are guys that have experience that should very much know what they're talking about, even if you think that like, oh, well, he's just trying to say certain stuff, because he's wanting to go viral or whatever. Um, Josh Hunt saying, does he scramble because he's trash or does he scramble because he's under pressure all the time? It could be a combination of both. But Mm -hmm. if somebody who's played the game is telling me like, listen, it doesn't seem like this guy is capable of reading defenses and some of his actions show that, then I don't know. Maybe it's just something to consider is all I'm saying. Yeah, it was definitely strong words. And they gave me so much anxiety that I need an OGs. Yeah. My anxiety is through the roof. Um, and OGs just did something that is totally going to change the game. They just launched their brand new sleep edition gummies. And you won't want to sleep on these. But um, <laughs> you heard us right. OGs is now flavoring dreams with a two for one THC CBN ratio gummy. CBN is a compound that helps successfully with falling and staying asleep. This sleep edition gummy is in their new Aquaberry flavor, which I mm. do have to admit 
rivals my all-time favorite flavor, Orange Creamsicle. The Aqua Berry is right up there. It is so good. We highly recommend you check out OG's online at ogsbrands.com and on Instagram at ogsbrands. You can also find their products at your local dispensary, but you must be 21 years or older to purchase. But if you have a problem like me falling asleep, these new gummies are life-changing. So go to your local dispensary and pick some of those up because man, they are glorious. All right, Cheerson. There's some been things on on the internet. Some internet things have happened. Yeah, there certainly have. Lots of conversations. Let's just start with like the light and fun stuff. Maybe we should flip it. Should we start with the heavy stuff and end with the yeah, light? and end with end with some sad all stuff. Right. But I all or happy stuff. We do have some things though that made us say, "Did you see this?" Because the internet will always remain undefeated, and anything you see on the internet is just. Something to talk about. Um, and we're going to talk about it right now. Okay, and... let's, let's get the heavy stuff out of the way. Yes. It's kind of what everyone's talking about in the NFL right now. Um, obviously, if you watched yesterday's game, Thursday night football game, you saw what happened to Dolphins quarterback Tua Tungabailoa, who... Um, did, has it been, like, diagnosed as a concussion? Did anyone see exactly what that, like, final diagno- diagnosis was? Um, um, he was injured. He was his injuries the were negative with nothing broken. Uh, the quarterback did travel with a neck brace. Um, his initial scans, he's slated to undergo an MRI um, later today. Okay. But he seemed in good spirits, and he was comforted by his family okay. at the hospital. All right. So I didn't want to, like, just label a concussion if it hasn't been uh, diagnosed I mean, I'm sure it will. But we can all just assume that it was after he was hit. um, He showed all of the signs that he was concussed. He got carted off, taken to the hospital. But something happened just a few days ago in their game against the Bills. Literally like four days ago. Yes, where it also seemed like he had been concussed potentially because of the way that he was taken down and the way that his head hit hit the, uh, the grass. And then obviously when he was... Coming back onto the field, he collapsed and he just said that it was a back injury. And so, you know, I, I you got to take him for his word. Um, but there was a lot of speculation that he suffered a brain injury in that game and then went out, played again. And it's easier. Let's just call it. Let's just let's just for hypothetical. What a lot of people think happened was that maybe he was concussed and then four days later turned around. If you're concussed or have a brain injury, it's a lot easier to get another one if you already have one. And so then that happened in this game uh, as well. And so, you know, that's there's a lot of speculation and a lot of opinions surrounding this. But they're adamant on the Dolphin side of things that he did not suffer a concussion in that Bills game. So, and I would say that just taking a look at the hit that he took last night, he probably would have gotten like concussed anyway. He was knocked out. Like, I don't know that he would have had to have had a concussion a few days prior to have also like been knocked out and had a concussion because that hit was very, very hard. Yeah, it, the hit was awful. Um, and also shame on Amazon for replaying that hit over and over again. I did not want to see that, but thanks anyways. Well, a um, lot of people were talking about that specific point on Twitter as well. Yeah. 
Um, a couple Cardinals players tweeted out uh, JJ Watt saying, stop showing the replays, please. Um, I think we all shared in that sentiment when we were watching that. Seriously. Um, Justin Pugh saying... I look, to 124,000 likes. Yeah. Too. The Miami Dolphins just failed to... Uh, how could you let him on the field after last week, especially on short week? Shame on everyone involved and shame on Amazon for continually showing it. Yeah. Um, what happened on that field yesterday was gross negligence. Yeah. The Miami Dolphins owed Tua better than what he got. Like, of course, I understand that Tua had some maybe a little bit of responsibility in saying, hey, I don't think I should play this week. Like he had a little bit of control in that situation. But, but anyone you're just with, assuming, though, you're just assuming. Yeah. Anyone with two eyes and a brain cell could have seen what happened to him in that Buffalo Bills game and said, mm, maybe we need to be extra cautious. Like maybe you should set this week out like it's a short week. Like it's kind of scary. Like anyone with the brain cell well, wait, could have seen that wait. he was okay, hurt. So Mike McDaniel doubled down today on um, Tua going back and finishing that Buffalo game. I totally understand the concern and appreciate the concern. I can tell you beyond the eyeball test, he did not have a head injury. So they are like doubling, doubling down, down yeah. on the fact that he did not suffer a head injury mm-hmm. in that game. I don't believe it. I don't believe it for a second. Like you saw how he collapsed. Like, you don't collapse if you're fine. That is just beyond me. He said me. it was his back, his back type. Uh, I, I don't, I just, I don't agree. And I don't, even if it wasn't his head and it was some other like part on his body, like there needed to be more evaluation, more time taken into the stake of his health. Like the NFLPA opened an investigation into it and they still let him play regardless of the NFLPA's investigation. Like gross, gross negligence on behalf of the Miami Dolphins. They deserve every ounce of criticism they're getting. They should have never let Tua take that field. They failed him. The league failed him. Like, I'm sorry, but that was unacceptable on every in every way, shape, and form. Tua should never have taken that field. And now he po- potentially has a traumatic brain injury, and it could have been avoided if they would have just taken some precautionary measures and making sure that he was healthy before he went back. So out there. I think that I think that it would have happened on that specific hit, regardless of what happened a few days prior. Yeah. So I'm gonna take the stance of I'm going to listen to like I'm going to take them for their word and what happened in, in the Buffalo game because I do not think that that it was because of that that he you know was injured last night like I, he would have had a head injury of some sort on that hit regardless like it knocked the dude out yeah so I personally am not going to stand here and like tie the two together although many people feel like that's the right thing to do and there's definitely that narrative out there I cannot do that. Uh, but I do think that it is opening up a discussion that needs to be had about concussions. Like we need to continue to have this discussion, no doubt. And it further, it should be like looked into further as well. So at least that is something that is coming out of this that might be good. And hey, like two is very loved around the country, just like a great guy that people root for, whether you root for the Dolphins or not. And I hope and pray for his safety that he is not like severely you know, his health is, has been severely jeopardized by this whole situation. Yeah, a, a quick part of this narrative that I feel like is left out a lot is like the doctors. Um, there's a doctor, Jorge Caballero, on Twitter that I saw some tweets from. Um, like, first off, the doctors that are responsible for making these decisions are, quote unquote, unaffiliated. And Dr. Caballero makes the point that, like, there's a big difference between unaffiliated and independent. Like, these doctors generally like for the most part they work for these teams and like they're in a, in a hard position when they're like 
basically pressured. Yeah, like they're yeah. pressured or lose your job type thing. And then also in the ten doctors on the between the Dolphins and Bengals staffs, not a single one of them is a neurologist or a neurosurgeon. Mm. So like that needs to be looked at. Exactly, that needs like, to be addressed. These doctors are unbelievable. They're in a situation where they're not even like qualified, really qualified to be making these decisions. And then there's always obviously the NFL probably doesn't take this stuff all that seriously and they they the quote-unquote protocols aren't uh, they've had enough lawsuits yeah, that right. have like come to light and they're still in and dealing with a, a heck of a mess like maybe they should get out in front of it yeah and that's what the, this doctor here made the point that it's like it's not an accident that none of these doctors are not neurologists or neurosurgeons mm. like it's part of the as he calls it the game behind the game like yeah. you can't put that like if you don't have the people qualified to make these decisions then the right decisions aren't going to get made and then ultimately benefits the NFL um, so it's all just kind of a messy situation that no one is really like Tua obviously is a competitor he's going to want to play no matter what Mike McDaniel is a first time head coach who's not a doctor he's ultimately only going to be able to listen to the doctors that's his job he, yeah. he, he yeah. goes off of what the medical staff tells him to do it's yeah. not his fault and then it's a medical staff that's not properly trained for this yeah. stuff so yeah. it's 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 a tough situation the NFL is failing their players I and need until, until player safety is taken seriously i just don't have any words for how gross this whole situation is but regardless our thoughts and prayers are with tua and hopefully everything turns out okay health-wise all right, let's talk about some uniforms. <laughs> Switch gears a little bit here. And this thing on a high note. We got some new uniforms in the Valley. Um, this Woo! week, two basketball programs here in Arizona revealed some new uniforms. The Arizona Wildcats released their new basketball uniforms, and they had the most incredible hype video that they announced these uniforms with on Twitter. So shout out to the University of Arizona Athletics for making this sweet video. Um, it has a lot of cool historical basketball figures in it, a tribute to Lou Olson. And the uniforms are sick. They're I fire. love those. I am a Sun Devil through and through, but I can appreciate a good uniform when I see it. And that is a good uniform. I am so excited to see those in action because we do cover the Wildcats here at PHNX. If you haven't checked out the PHNX Wildcats podcast with Iron Mike Luke, I definitely recommend doing so. Um, so those are those fire uniforms. And then the Suns, they also released some new uniforms as well. I freaking love these things. They've gotten some mixed reactions on the internet, but I'm a huge fan. These are replacing the Valley uniforms, and I think they do the Valley uniforms justice. They kind of have a tribute to that gradient in there while also being new and different. And I especially love the shorts. The shorts go crazy stupid, uh, but I love this uniform, Cheerson. Yeah, I... I I didn't get a chance to comment on the Arizona. Well, uniforms. go ahead. You can comment on both of them. <laughs> <laughs> comment uh, away. It's your wanted, show. I just wanted to say that I'm a big Lute Olsen fan. Yeah. And I know how much he means to the Tucson community and to the Arizona Wildcats community. And so the fact that his name is on those jerseys is like chef's kiss, like times 10, like well, well, well done. Like, honoring and paying homage to some of the greats, whether it's coaches or players like Steve Kerr is such an amazing touch. So I think they nailed it with those uniforms. Yeah. Um, on the sun side of things, obviously there's nothing like sentimental there, but I think they're really, I think they're like, cool. I think they're cool. I don't, I don't, I don't know, know why, why people are like, wouldn't like them. I have no idea why anyone would not like them. I think they're great. Like, obviously they're not as amazing as the Valley jerseys are. I think those will forever and always be my favorite. Sun well, it's jersey. hard to like live up to exactly right. what that but is. But it does yeah. a damn pretty good close job. And I, I think it. they're awesome. Awesome. They're new. They're innovative. They're stylish. I'm a big fan. Um, I think basketball jerseys are the coolest in all of the four major sports. So. Uh, Ooh, make that's a sure hot take. there's so much going on. 
um, that if you have not downloaded the Underdog app, Underdog Fantasy, Underdog Fantasy app, you gotta uh, do that so. You do so. Mm-hmm. Um, it is so like, much fun <laughs> playing fantasy sports to me, and I've said that like this is my take on fantasy sports because you can. You, it, it's more interactive with like coworkers, with friends. Like it is so fun to play and to play like, like the way that it's set up, where you can create your own teams based on a game. The yeah. way that um, that Underdog Fantasy does it is so much dang fun. I find myself like always wanting to like, hey. Do you want to get in on, uh, you know, on this or that on the underdog fantasy app? And it, like uh, Derek won a thousand dollars on yes, this thing. Like and you he, can win some money. He bet the over and under on pitch count for five different pitchers, and they all hit, and he won a thousand dollars. So this yeah. app is one of a kind. Yeah. Let me tell so you. <laughs> I think I think the way that he went about it is he just like picked, um, you know, some some pitchers that he thought would do well or not do well, but you can, you know, pick your favorite players. You can pick, pick your, your least favorite, favorite players. players. <laughs> um, you could pick between two and five of them for pickup entries specifically. And um, then obviously whether you think they're going to, to uh, end up with a higher or lower total than the stat in this week's game, whatever that is. Um, if you get all of your picks, right, you can win up to 20 times your money in one single night um so yeah obviously Derek he just won a thousand bucks so we keep talking about it because we're like dang lucky I won a thousand dollars yeah I've never had that much success because I don't I'm not good at picking apparently um but if you're good like Derek like in any facet like, of by, life, by all either. means yeah but in any facet really in life um Such relationships. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but when you download the, the the app make sure to use the code phnx again that's over at the underdog fantasy app Woo. Um, last thing, Kirsten, I don't know if you have $3 billion lying around. Maybe we could win $3 billion on the Underdog Fantasy app because guess what? The price tag on the Suns is estimated mm. to be about $3 billion. It will be the largest sports franchise sale in history. In NBA in history. In NBA history. Um, do you got some $3 billion lying around? Maybe we could do a GoFundMe and everyone could pitch in with all of our earnings. I, I know uh, several people that do have that kind of money laying around. Um, maybe not laying around, but have that money to their name. So Wait, you I just know, uh, you just casually, just casually know a few billionaires? billionaires on the I pod? I know of. Oh, okay, you guys okay, sound okay, like you okay. have yeah, a personal like, relationship yeah, with I, Jeff I, Bezos. I was going through my like, contact okay, list. Jason? I got Jeff here. I got yeah. Bob Iger here. <laughs> yeah, I was on their PJ the other day. Oh, okay. Now she knows what a PJ means. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, this is great. I mean, I think like obviously a lot has to do with like when the last time a team was sold and what the team was and this and that and like Inflation. whatever. And how infl- yeah, exactly. Yeah, today's price was not yesterday. What's the Yesterday's price is not today's price. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, so like you know, there's a lot of like factors that go into it. But the Suns franchise is stinking valuable, and so that just kind of like makes me feel good to know that like it's going to be like a historic sale when it does happen. Like whoever going to buy this team's going to have to have some money, yeah. honey. Yeah, <laughs> and hopefully they have more money that they want to invest in the team itself and in All the right. community. Woo! 
Um, I would hope it's a woman. <laughs> I would love to see um, the Apple guy's widow by, I forget her name. That is horrible. I'm sorry. That is not how she probably wants to be known. But I would love to see her by the team. I'd love to have a woman owner in the Valley for once. Um, I think it would be great for the organization. And what a statement to make after the shit show Robert Sarver just made. So um, hopefully we can see a female owner. I would love to see that. I don't know about you, but... That'd be a good one. Lorraine yeah. Powell Jobs. Is that who you're yep, talking about? That's the one. Thank you. Thank you, <laughs> not, Thank you not, Sean. Saving the day. Uh, all right. Well, Tirsten, I don't know about you, but I'm ready for the weekend. Golly, I'm so excited. <gasps> Thank you guys so much for watching and commenting along. You are all our absolute favorites. We love you for watching our show and for commenting along with us. If you want to join the family, head on over to gophnx.com and sign up for a membership. You can get your first month for only 50 cents. Or if you sign up for an annual membership, you'll get a free t-shirt from the PHNX locker along with a ton of great benefits we've got so many fun events coming up and members will get discounted pricing to those events so there's tons of reasons why you should sign up to be a member now so that you can come hang out with us at a discounted price i hope you guys all have a wonderful weekend and don't forget that we will see you again next friday at 12 30 right here on the phoenix sports podcast bye have a great weekend